Another season of Forgotten Horror has come to an end, but as Field paraphrases Al Pacino from Send of a Woman, We're just getting warmed up! Spend the next few months with Forgotten Cinema as season seven kicks off with movies from all across the decades. We jump to the 70s to talk about the front page starring Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. We dive into the 80s with Michael Mann's Thief and the Dennis Quaid Meg Ryan thriller DOA. And then slice into Butler's childhood years, the 90s, with The Last Samurai and The Negotiator. That's right, Field. You're old. So very, very old. Shut up, Butler. Forgotten Cinema, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Have those Marvel blues while Black Widow's theatrical release date is consistently delayed? Well, turn that frown upside down because yet another MCU podcast is here to guide you through the MCU one movie at a time. That's right, Mike. Each episode, we break down one movie from the MCU and talk about its connections with the source material, comic books. Which means I get to learn so many fascinating things like about Alpha Flight. The Canadian Avengers. Who knew? And Moon Knight. A multiple personality superhero. Seriously? And then there's Man-Thing. Yeah, not really sure how to explain that one. Pretty sure no one can. Yet another MCU podcast, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hello, one hello, all. A very happy almost 2021 to everyone out there, and a big F you to 2020. Uh, that's right. This is the New Year's Eve episode of Two Player Bros. I'm Mike, uh, hopefully by myself for the last time on this episode. Uh, this is going to be a pretty quick episode. I know they say that every episode, but this one really probably will be. I don't want to do a 2020 look back. I do want to do a best games of 2020 episode, which we'll do when I can get Dave on here. We'll go over what I think our favorite games for each little thing are, do a little bit of a game awards. This is the what I am looking forward to in 2021 show. This is more of a hopeful show, I guess. So I'm just going to go over kind of what I'm hopeful for in 2021. Some of these can apply to things that I'm just personally looking forward to, what I think might happen with the new technology we've been given in terms of the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, and even maybe PC. And uh, that's about it. Just things that I'm I'm hoping are going to happen or be announced. So without further ado, here we go. So <laughs> the very first thing that I'm hoping to see in 2021 is a PlayStation 5. And I think that goes for a whole bunch of other gamers out there who are still trying to get one. Uh, scalpers and bots have made it nearly impossible to find it in 2020, along with the scaled back production due to COVID-19 and the already uh, admitted to by PlayStation lower end of production units this year as they're still trying to figure out how to get their custom-made solid-state drive to be more successful uh, in the manufacturing process. and. I think that now that it's going into next year and the holidays are over, you got more people in different factories working a little bit more as a vaccine goes out and all that. And, you know, they've produced millions of these machines already. They're going to get better and we're going to start seeing those machines probably within the next couple of months. I would say by March or April, everybody who wants an Xbox at launch is going to have had an Xbox and everybody most everybody who wanted a PlayStation will have their PlayStations. I personally still want the digital edition over the disc edition, but but at this point, it's kind of, I mean, I'll take what I can get. 
The other thing I'm kind of looking forward to in our new systems is VR capability. I know PlayStation VR has its own stuff and you can play PlayStation VR if you have an adapter to connect to PlayStation 5. Uh, that's great and all, but something tells me that they wouldn't abandon PlayStation VR that quickly. The fact that you need an adapter says to me that they're looking to do something a little different with their next iteration of VR. So I'm sure we'll see a PSVR 2. But I'd also like to see and would be shocked if Xbox doesn't embrace VR at some point. With the popularity of Oculus, uh, Valve Index, for those who want to drop a lot of money on a slightly more immersive machine, PlayStation VR, all these different things are very popular now. And just, it's not going to stop. And I think with last year's release of Half-Life Alex and showing how much of a triple A game you can make in a VR space. I have not played it. I just from the reviews I've read and videos I've seen, I mean, you can make a actual game in VR and you can make it play well and you can make it have the same kind of meaning and emotion and effect that a triple A game does. And I think Xbox would be foolish to be missing out on that. I think Xbox constantly is, is derided for, falling behind in these aspects in terms of, you know, where's their haptic feedback? Where's their controller with the touch screen? Uh, you know, their big AAA, you know, first party games, which they're going to start rolling out. I think Xbox is going to have to start you know, rolling out these big guns to kind of compete with PlayStation. But again, I could be wrong because Xbox has already said Sony is not, they don't see Sony as their competition. It's, Google and Amazon with their streaming platforms of Stadia and Luna. Well, right now, I think it's safe to say Stadia is falling behind, but I think Luna definitely is going to uh, be the first streaming service that really catches people's eye. But I would still be surprised if Microsoft didn't partner up with somebody. I would be very surprised, and I think Dave brought this up in an earlier episode this year, We'd be very surprised if they don't create an a, a ability or team up with Oculus or Valve um, or HTC, one of these VR, big VR headset companies and go, okay, your device will work on our system. Xbox Series X is essentially a slightly high-end gaming PC. You know, it's got all the architecture, it's Microsoft UI, you know, people have been going to developer mode with their Xbox Series S's and turning them into emulator PCs. So it's not like you can't do stuff with the Xbox that you could kind of do with a PC. And I'd be very interested to see if we start to see Microsoft put out some VR games. I know they're big on the AR space with their HoloLens, and although that's prohibitively expensive for people like myself and I would say most people, unless you're listening to this and you're rich, great job. Uh, it's more for businesses to spend, you know, the $2,000 I think it costs on those machines or more, but they are reaching into that AR space. And I think a lot of games will start to do more with AR and VR as time goes by. And I think that's something that the PlayStation five and the Xbox series X will start to adapt and we might hear or see some stuff about it this year. I don't think we'll see it this year, but I think this year, maybe at E3, is when they'll announce it. The big, you know, if you didn't get these systems yet, boom, 
here's why. Uh, because at the moment, there's really not too much in the way of why you'd want a system. Which brings me to another thing I'm looking forward to in 2021, the game announcements. You know, we did not have a lot of super exciting game announcements this year. A lot of them were indie games that kind of looked good. The PlayStation 5 had, you know, a little God of War tease. We got some games this year that came out for PlayStation, but we don't have a very clear picture of what 2021 will bring. In terms of Xbox, we're going to have Halo. I'm sure we'll see more of Perfect Dark, but I don't think any of the other first party games will be out by 2021. That uh, I just really don't see it happening. I just think Halo and that's it for Xbox. And, you know, Sony's going to have God of War. Jack and Dexter is out. No, Jack and Dexter will come out by then. But they're still pretty light on big games. And I think we'll start to see a lot more of those being announced now. Hey, we took a little time polishing it up or working on it, but here's what we got. And I think we're going to start to see games like Fable. We'll see another Star Wars game, I believe. Uh, I'd be shocked if we don't see something more about IOI's Interactive's James Bond game. And I think we'll see just a lot more game announcements in terms of big games that sell systems. And I think that's something that's been really lacking on PlayStation and Xbox for obvious reasons, because of COVID, because of developers being, you know, working from home and being slower. We saw it with Halo. They showed kind of what they got so far with Halo and people were not impressed. So it's another year worth of work because it's tough to work separately when you're also trying to work as a team. And I think everyone was just kind of trying to figure it out. And I think, sure, maybe it does work. A lot of companies are saying, hey, stay home, work from home. And they figured it out a little faster. And I think maybe game developers can get there. I know that there are some indie developers that work, you know, with people all over the world. And even some AAA people have people in other offices all the time and work with other studios within their division. But I think that video game companies are going to have this down by next year and be able to really show off some stuff that they were meaning to show off this past year. I know I'm really excited to see what this James Bond game is going to be. It's been so long since we've had a good James Bond game, a James Bond game at all, but really 007 Legends is garbage. Uh, I think most people could agree Bloodstone is very good. I really enjoyed Bloodstone. And so I think that's the last good one. And that was probably 2000 and I don't know, 10 maybe. So it would be nice to see a nice big new AAA games, James Bond game. I'd like to see more of Halo, uh, obviously, which we will. I'd like to see what they're going to do with God of War this time around, which we will. Uh, in terms of other things I'm looking forward to that I just is just pure speculation on my part. I would love to see a new mainline Sonic the Hedgehog game. I think it's been too long since we've had a mainline one. Uh, like Sonic Forces was the last one, but I think it's time to go back to Sonic Adventure type realm with the 3D games. I think there should also be a Sonic Mania 2 or a, a spiritual successor to that game. And I think they should keep Sonic on those two different paths. I think Sonic works great in his Sega Genesis heyday. Keep him there in those games. And then I think a lot of people my age, 
you know, have really fond memories of Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2. And I think they kind of went off the rails with Sonic the Hedgehog and any of the games that came after that in terms of the 3D stuff. They should look back at what made those other games special and kind of give us more of those. I think that would be cool. And I think Sonic just had an anniversary and anniversary is coming up. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see more from our uh, Blue Hedgehog friend. Especially off the back of the success of his new movie. I think it'd be silly not to to ride that high and at least tease something for the fans. I don't know if we'll get anything for Sonic. And I, I don't think we should. If they haven't announced it yet, we shouldn't get it yet. Uh, but I don't want anything too early, too, you know, unpolished. But just to be able to see something, to be shown, hey, this is coming, would be awesome. Another thing I would really like to see is uh, anybody who, I don't know if I've mentioned on this podcast, but anybody who's listened to Crack One Open or Forgotten Cinema, my other two podcasts, know that I'm a huge Trekkie. Um, love Star Trek and... Star Trek Bridge Crew is a really, really fun game. Star Trek Bridge Commander is a really, really fun game. Star Trek Armada 1 is really, really fun. Star Trek Armada 2 is... Eh. But, you know, there, there's a history of some really great Star Trek games. Uh, you know, Star Trek A Final Unity I have playing on my laptop uh, through a uh, CD-ROM emulator kind of game. That was a great point-and-click adventure game. There's so much fun stuff you could do with Star Trek. Even Star Trek Online has its moments. And kind of its hitchiness. But I know in 2019 they announced that they were making a new games division at CBS to try to find people to develop new Star Trek content. And, you know, so it's been, you know, two, 2021, it'll be three years. Three years on, what do we got going on? I guess two years on. Have we made any leeway with finding someone who could make a good Star Trek game? You know, single player, multiplayer, preferably a mix of both, something like Bridge Crew or Bridge Commander really work. Uh, but something like even, you know, the Star Trek Voyager games were really good and Fleet Commander are really good. So you can go any, any way at all with Star Trek. And it'd be great to see some new content coming out for Star Trek, especially with, you know, off the backs of popularity of the movies which who knows when we're going to get another one of those, but also Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Strange New Worlds coming out. You know, there's so much Star Trek content out. And I think that a lot of people are, are kind of coming into it who weren't into it before or are getting back into it and it's, or we're getting at least back to being excited about it. So it'd be fun to see more stuff come out for that. I'd also, obviously, I know I've talked about this in the podcast before, love Star Wars. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was fantastic. I would imagine we'll see at least a hint of Fallen Order 2, if only like a little teaser with like a logo, maybe uh, all cinematic, something like that. I think we'll see something for that. I don't think we'll see anything for a Battlefront 3, but hopefully we'll see some hint of one of the other Star Wars projects that are being worked on. I, I would love to see something a little bigger in scale than Star Wars Squadrons, which is a, is a really fun game for what it is. But I'd like to really see something that expands upon the Star Wars universe. If Jedi Fallen Order is great with Jedi, let's get into that Boba Fett Mandalorian underground, you know, seedy side of things. Or let me make my own guy. Or, God forbid, give me Knights of the Old Republic 3. I'll even take a, a, a fully done remake of Knights of the Old Republic. 
would be really cool as well. Like they're doing a Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Which brings me to Mass Effect. I would love to find out in 2021 that they are farther along than they let on for the new Mass Effect. I think that would be great. Uh, I'm really looking forward in 2021 to the Legendary Edition and playing that over again. I said it last episode, I'll say it again. You know, I shouldn't be... That's a problem with 2021 is I shouldn't be more excited for games that I played 70 plus hours on and beat, you know, 10 years ago, you know, 10 years ago, at least for the over 10 years ago, for at least the, the first one. Oh yeah. 10 years ago for even three. Whew, it's been a long time. So I, I shouldn't be more excited for a franchise franchise that's really over a decade old, a trilogy that's a decade old uh, over a lot of the new games, but I am. I'm really hoping that they haven't been hiding it from us. You know, this game comes out in three months and we haven't seen a glimpse of what the actual remastered games look like. Um, not only are they supposed to be remastered for PS4 and Xbox One, but they'll have targeted enhancements for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X, whatever the hell that means, but they're not showing us anything but that one little weird teaser cinema sequence basically and i'm not even talking about the liara one that's for the next mass effect game the new one even that slight of a tease or even smaller for the legendary edition and that was back on n7 day so i'm really hoping i'm really expecting hopefully something within the next few weeks that really shows me why i should be pre-ordering this game or buying this game obviously they haven't announced, they announced pre-orders are up, but they haven't announced anything that comes with it. So make me want to pre-order it. What bonuses will I get for pre-ordering it? Or oh, why should I be so excited to get this game in a digital age and pre-order, give you my 60 bucks now for a game that's free on the EA Play Vault or that I have on disc already right now that can be played backwards compatibility. You know, the multiplayers are even taken out of Legendary Edition. And the multiplayer from Mass Effect 3 is one of the most fun co-op multiplayer games I think I've ever played. So I'm really interested to see what they've done with this Legendary Edition. Very excited for it, but also very nervous about it at the same time. But the more Mass Effect, the better for me. I would even not mind if EA decided to take Mass Effect and turn that into their own video game Star Wars type world. There's so much you can do with Mass Effect. It's such a large, vibrant universe that I'm still surprised to this day we don't have Mass Effect TV show or movie or just more games that kind of, smaller games maybe that took place within the same universe. That's not a prediction for 2021. I don't think I'm getting that even though we should. Or EA should or should have. They probably squandered that at this point. Something else I'd really like to see from Xbox. I know this is something Dave and I have brought up numerous times in the podcast. And I think even back in the first couple episodes, Alex and I have talked about this. Why doesn't Xbox do anything with Banjo-Kazooie? Why do they hate Banjo so much? You know, with Nintendo doing so well on their family-friendly franchises like Animal Crossing, Mario, Zelda, Donkey Kong. Where is Xbox's equivalent? The answer is in a lot of Rare's library, including Banjo-Kazooie. You know, that's probably their biggest thing that they have, that they've kind of taken from Nintendo and can claim for themselves and use it. And 
other than nuts and bolts, which was okay. They haven't done anything with it. And I think with PlayStation 5 having Jack and Daxter, with Ratchet and Clank, and Sackboy, especially now that Sackboy is creating a Super Mario 3D World type game that just came out on PS5, which is probably the game I'm most excited about trying when I get mine. Xbox really needs to step up the family-friendly market, and I think it could do no better than to bring back Banjo-Kazooie and show us, hey, this is a Banjo-Kazooie game coming out. You know, within their multitude of studios, we still don't know exactly uh, what some of them are doing. And who knows, maybe Rare's working on one behind the scenes. We don't know it. I know Rare's working on that weird forest wizard game and the still see a thief. So maybe not Rare, but maybe another group will start it. But I think Xbox needs a family-friendly title that people will really latch onto that's like a platformer. For PlayStation, I really don't have too many hopes for PlayStation uh, in 2021. I mean, I think that they're going to bring God of War at some point. I think that they're going to announce the PlayStation VR 2. Like I said, I think that I would, something I would really like to see PlayStation 5 do is bring back some old characters from their original system that they haven't really done anything with. Uh, The only thing that really comes to mind is Jersey Devil which I enjoyed at least on PlayStation. Uh, But there are a lot of games, Dino Crisis, even though it's Capcom, so they have to kind of get the rights or or just make an exclusive deal with Capcom. But there's so many early PlayStation things that I think a lot of people just, in terms of nostalgia's sake, remember enjoying, even if the games weren't perfect. Like Jersey Devil, I'm sure, was terrible, but I really enjoyed it. Other games like Siphon Filter, I know they tried to bring back but failed, but try it again. I think PlayStation is known for having all these great first party games on PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 that continue to impress people. But I think that people forget about all the awesome ones that were on the PlayStation 1 that started it all. The edgy kind of MTV generation kids games. Uh, Gex, Enter the Gecko, stuff like that. I'd like to see them maybe dip their toes into something akin to that. In 2021, gameplay-wise, I would also like to see a lot more crossplay. I know it's kind of started up, but hopefully PlayStation will be a little bit more open to it now. Uh, And I think if a game is on multiple systems, always crossplay. I think that should just happen. I think that cross-progression is also very important. I think if I own a game on Xbox, it should be the same game that I play on PC later, the same game that I play on PlayStation later. Understandably, you know, we brought this up before and I told Dave I should just own the game on all the systems. Sure. Okay. I concede. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense in terms of where Sony getting their money, where Steam or, you know, the Microsoft store, or the Epic store getting their money or anywhere. Maybe if I get a game on, let's say, Ubisoft, Ubisoft has their connect. My saves will carry over, I believe now, which is great. And everybody should be doing this, but maybe also because my Ubisoft account is connected to, you know, Steam, Epic, Microsoft on the PC, Microsoft on my Xbox, uh, Sony on my PlayStation 5, Nintendo even on my Switch. All these things 
Ubisoft knows. And when I go to the store page, much like EA Play, if I knows I'm an EA Play member, Xbox slashes the price and PlayStation doesn't have to slashes the price of uh, the game for you in the store and be like, oh, you're an EA Play member. So here's your 20% off. A game should know that I own it on a different system if it's from that company and I'm signed on to their little account and be like, oh, you own this game already? Okay, here's you know, 10, 20% off as well on any price, whatever the price at the time is. Because sometimes I'll get a game on the Xbox and that's where I prefer to play it is a console with the controller or PlayStation 5 with the controller and then I want to play with my brother on the place, uh, on a PC. Or I just want to try out a function on the PlayStation or try an exclusive character on the, on the PlayStation. But I have the game and I have saved progression somewhere else. Let me go in and play that game there. And I know that's going to be difficult for indie developers. So maybe only AAA games do it, but I think more AAA game studios should be offering that kind of cross, not only cross play, but cross save progression and all that kind of stuff. If I have it on, Whatever system I have it on, I can play that same version of it somewhere. My other prediction for 2021 is we're going to get a lot more games like Cyberpunk. Uh, I think that Cyberpunk should scare other developers, but I think it also emboldened them by how much Cyberpunk made just based on hype alone. And I would hope that games like Deathloop, which I'm super, super excited for, which I'm is probably the most original IP that I, I really want to play next year. Hopefully some, hopefully something like Deathloop won't just come out because fans really want it and take the extra time, even though it's already taken time. And that's something that cyberpunk did not learn. You know, we're finding out that there's a whole railroad track with, you know, buildings in there and, you know, we haven't heard from CD project red because this was just today that I read this article, you know, was it scrapped because you couldn't do it, you didn't like it, or you just couldn't do it in time because you really needed to make that release date. We know wall running was scrapped because it didn't work well. But did it not work well, or could you not hammer out the bugs in time before release? And I think that's going to happen a lot in these newer games going forward. And I, I would really like to say that that won't. But if a company like CD Projekt Red, which had said, numerous times before where the game is ready, we'll release it. Not a lot of game companies say even say that. <laughs> it's, we're going to release this game when we say we're going to get this game or come out with a release date during the teaser before they even have most of the game done just because they want to hit that target date or that target market. And if a game is delayed three or four times, they won't delay it again. I'm not saying a game needs to be Star Citizen where it's never going to come out but these are different times where, you know, we'd rather have a game that's good and works than a game that's terrible. And I think you see that with the cyberpunk refunds. And unfortunately, I just don't think developers are going to listen to that. And I think we're going to see a few more games. Luckily, Halo seemed to have listened and we're like, oh shit, we got to go. But they showed a true version of their game where cyberpunk didn't. And I'm just hoping that other developers are not hiding, you know, shoddy content behind a shiny PC demo veneer, especially PC demos that are kind of curated to make sure. All right, we're only going to get make sure they see what works. Uh, in terms of my PC hopes, I mean, I don't really have too much. Uh, 
ray tracing is amazing and I hope to see ray tracing more on all systems. I hope to see graphics announced at least in 2021 that really blow my mind that really show people you bought a new system. Here's what you bought a new system for. Cause I know a lot of people are a little disappointed in their system. And I think once more games come out that are built just for PS five or just for series X, not only are we going to see those games really show off those consoles, but then also really show off PC power games because now PC games won't be restricted by what the consoles can do, which is quite often the case. People want to sell on, on all of the systems. So I think once you get past, Oh no, we got to build them for Xbox series X or we've got to build them for, or I'm sorry. Once you see people stop saying, I we got to build them for Xbox one or we've got to build them for PS four we'll start to see some games that are truly, truly groundbreakingly next generation. Unfortunately for Xbox, I think that's going to be a little harder than not because they've said time and time again, Oh, we're only going to make games that are work on all systems, but maybe that doesn't mean third party games can't because you get a game like medium coming out at the end of uh, January that is only for Xbox series S or series X. You know, it's, got that dual screen system that an Xbox one can't do. And I think that we'll start to see more of that with third party games. I mean, hell, even cyberpunk is pretty much like that inadvertently because it's unplayable on PS4 and Xbox one. So plays fine on my series X. So those are kind of my big predictions for 2021. I know they're kind of simple predictions. Most of them just kind of what I'm looking forward to, what I hope to see a little bit more of, uh, I do think that PlayStation will announce their competitor to the Game Pass, but I think maybe we'll see it at the end of the year, but we probably won't see it till the year after, but we'll probably start hearing about it this year. As well as Microsoft being basically streamable on TVs, all phones, all computers, you know, just pretty much everywhere, maybe even Nintendo Switch, although I don't think you'll ever see that streaming on Sony. Uh, I think you'll start to see that streaming everywhere. So yeah, those are my predictions. I think that's what we're going to see. Uh, again, this is going to be a shorter episode. It kind of is, but not by much. Enjoy your new year, everyone. I hope your 2020 wasn't abysmally awful, even though I know it was awful for a lot of people. Hopefully your 2021 will be much, much better, much more bright and filled with some great, exciting games for your new systems. And if you're still looking for a new system, hopefully within the next few weeks or a month or so, we'll all be playing on them, enjoying our new systems. Until next time, I'm Mike. Happy New Year. Keep on gaming.